What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys listen to this episode. So I am super excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a really fun one. I think it's going to be one that is really applicable and relevant for a lot of you guys, or hopefully just like super helpful. Um, If you read the title of the episode, you know at this point that we're going to be talking about manifesting and creating a freelance business for yourself. And this is something I'm really passionate about as this is something that has um, just found its way into my life in the past year a little bit more. And during the year 2020, I've actually managed to turn freelancing into my full-time job. So we'll talk about that a little bit. I'll talk about my tips for you guys and we'll get into that episode. But before we even dive into that, I kind of want to briefly touch on some, I guess, changes I want to make to the podcast. And I didn't necessarily want to come into this episode and highlight these like really full force at first. I thought it was going to be something that I could naturally and gradually change with the podcast. And as my audience, you guys would naturally and gradually pick up on some of these changes that I'm going to be implementing. But I figured that it's actually really worth it to tell the story and talk to you guys about the changes I'm making because it's really relevant to intuition, to kind of following those nudges. And I think by sharing this story, it'll sort of help you guys understand how I really use human design in my life and to help me make decisions sometimes. So Essentially with the podcast, as you guys know, it's called Manifest Daily. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so it's called Manifest Daily. And when I originally started podcasting, it was called the DeAndre Nicola podcast. You guys have heard this story a million times before. If you're new here, maybe you haven't. Go back to literally any episode. And I swear I reference this story all the time. So I mean, you'll listen to another episode and you'll know what I'm talking about. But 
That being said, it's called Manifest Daily. And I feel like, I, I mentioned this on the podcast before, and this is literally feeling like deja vu, which is why I'm saying this, but I feel like it almost has created the sense of me creating a box for myself, me feeling like, okay, well, because the podcast is called Manifest Daily, there are so many things that I feel called to share with you guys. And I always feel like I have to package it in this form of, you know, manifestation or this form of how can it relate to manifesting, right? And as I've said to you guys many times before, you're constantly manifesting, you're manifesting 24-7. And I feel like that being said, I started to get this idea the other day that, okay, there are so many things that I do want to bring to the podcast that I know will be helpful, that will be relevant for you guys, that literally I've had conversations about these things with you guys in DM. So I know this is something you're interested in, but I haven't brought it to the podcast because I almost feel like I need to keep this world very, very niche. And one thing that that I think is really interesting is like when you see someone who like creates a platform on like YouTube, for example, and they start out and that person may be making like really random videos, oftentimes it's not until they niche down or until they kind of pick a specific subject, a specific topic in their business, in their content, that things sort of take off for them because people kind of get to know them as the person that's good at X, Y, and Z. And at this point, I've had a couple of people actually call me like the manifestation queen, the conscious manifestation expert, things like that. And I feel like I've put myself in this place where manifestation is so synonymous with who I am. It's so synonymous with obviously the manifest daily and the manifest daily podcast that it almost feels like if I do anything that steps away from that where I'm sharing any sort of story I have to find a way to bring it back into manifestation but like I said we're always manifesting 24 7 and I think I had this realization the other day that anything that I talk about that is truly relevant and obviously within the the area of like wellness and self-care and just bettering yourself creating your dream life any of that content really can be linked back to manifestation because at the end of the day it's content that's talking about how you can create your best life, how you can live your dream life, how you can live and and quantum leap into your next level self, next level life, right? So I actually was kind of going back and forth with like, okay, how, how do I do some of these things? Or like I had certain ideas for podcast episodes where I was feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should do this because it's so different. It's so, you know, out of the, the box that I've created for myself. And I actually um, went on to Instagram yesterday and I have my friend Yanni, you guys know her as Yanni or Tolu. She's actually, I've been on her podcast. Um, it's called Connected Coffee Chats Podcast. You guys should totally check it out. She is amazing but she actually sent me a voice note and she was like hey girl like I was randomly you know thinking that I love when you do um when you talk about books because I've really been doing this thing on my Instagram called like book club I'll post pictures of like the books that I'm reading currently and I'll just do like a little blurb or a little talking about me or talking about me no I'm talking about the books I'm reading and she was like hey like you're so into this into these books and you're like crushing it with like how much you're reading lately and she's like I would love if on the podcast you can kind of like bring us some of that like bring us some like book views or like roundups and things like that and she's like I don't know if it's it's too much or if you're kind of like no I really want to keep it like to manifestation or if you would consider something like this and I was so excited because as you guys know I'm a human design projector and as a human design projector there's this understanding or this um not even a theory or an idea but basically as a projector the whole thing is that you're supposed to wait for an invitation right like 
as the projector, when you are invited to showcase your talent, to showcase your expertise, to showcase your knowledge, to showcase your the, the things that you're interested in, right? That's when you're allowed, or not even allowed, but that's when you're really able to shine because now you've been invited. As a projector, oftentimes we have so much knowledge and so much that we want to share with the world, but when we do so and we're not invited, oftentimes it can come off to other people that were a know-it-all, that we are just kind of like, they're like, okay, who's this girl? Like, what, are, what is she talking about? Like, no one asked her, right? It's like that sort of energy that you're getting back. But whenever you're invited, it's like, oh my God, wow. Like people really get what you have to say. And invitations don't have to be explicit. Like, hey, I'm inviting you to share, you know, your knowledge about X, Y, and Z. Invitations can look really different. They can be sort of like these signs, these synchronicities. And I truly believe that Yanni reaching out to me on Instagram and saying that at the time that I was having these thoughts about, okay, should I like talk about this stuff? Like I remember literally posting the story on Instagram of like what I was reading and posting this little like mini book review because I was like, I always post like pictures of the books and not, I don't really say much about them. I do like a little blur, but I did like a mini book review and I remember thinking, oh my God, I should take it down because people are gonna be like, girl, we came here with the manifestation content. Like baby, we don't care what you read it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But she literally was like, no, I love it, right? And that's the thing about being a projector is that when you share the things that you love, and I think this is with any of us, right? When we share the things that we love, people will genuinely be attracted to us because it's that energy, that passion, that excitement. They're like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, tell me more, tell me more. Cause clearly you're excited about this thing. And so her kind of reaching out and, and sending that message and like saying, I would love if you could do X, Y, and Z on the podcast was sort of like that invitation for me. It was the invitation. It was like the floodgates opened, the doors opened up and they were like, yeah, like come walk through. You've been standing at the door. You've been hesitating on whether or not you should knock on this door. Like the doors open, come in, come in, you're invited. So that being said, and that whole long story to kind of let you guys know that the content will stay relatively the same, to be honest with you, but there will be a couple new things here and there. And I really just want to follow my interests, follow my bliss. Like you won't catch content that's super like out of the blue for me, if that makes sense. Um, but genuinely or generally, it'll be around like self-care, wellness, things like that. Um, I have a couple of different ideas that I'm thinking of, but it will be stuff that I just want to bring to the podcast because I know it'll be helpful for you guys. Or at the same time, another thing I want to tap into is like just entertainment and feel good stuff. And that's really what the book club and it's not really like a book club, although we could like I mean, we could talk about that girl because, you know, what I'm saying I'm like, I'm here for it. But the books that I've been reading lately, like and I think I mentioned this to you guys, like I was such an avid reader of like self-development, like wellness, spirituality, like just books where I was learning marketing, sales, things like that. And those are great because you're allowed to, or you're able to like increase your knowledge. You're able to learn new things. You're able to just kind of like intake information in a, in a different way with reading, right? You can highlight it. You can do a lot of stuff when you read, um, learn new words, all that fun stuff. But when I was like reading those kinds of educational books, listening to those kinds of educational podcasts, going on Instagram and following those kind of people, 
it was getting to a point where it was too much. It was too much because I was like, when am I ever consuming just to enjoy? And yeah, I got my YouTube, I got my Netflix and stuff like that. But at the same time, I wanted a little bit more, I wanted different avenues for consumption or rather I wanted the avenues that I liked, but I wanted to be able to consume entertaining material through those avenues. So like reading, I love reading, but I found that I started to fall off a little bit with reading because I was just like, every time I, I wanted to read something, I would feel like I, I was like, oh, I should read, you know, something where I'm learning. Like I should read <laughs> this type of thing. Like, uh, if I'm reading a book just to read a book and it's a fun book, like I'm not really learning anything. Like I, you know what I mean? And I started to kind of like get down on myself for that. But there's so much power in allowing ourselves to consume just for the nature of entertainment sometimes. Like, we are humans, literally, girl. You can't be working all the damn time. You cannot be learning all the damn time. I mean, you can, but, like, baby, it's going to get tiring. Like, your brain is going to get tired. Your brain's going to be like, girl, we've been, we've been reading, we've been listening to these damn podcasts, we've been doing the most for, like, all this time. Like, I'm ready to take a break. I'm ready to take a break. So, that's what I mean by bringing you guys content that's for the purpose of entertainment. Because I actually listened to a, a podcast episode by Tori D. Simone, and she actually hosts a podcast called Manifest. It's literally called Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I had only tuned into her podcast once before, and I remember I actually stopped listening to it because I listened to an episode where she was talking about like some law of attraction stuff that I personally didn't agree with. And so I didn't really feel called to listen to any more of her episodes, but I randomly tuned in. I don't even, oh, sorry, you guys. Um, I randomly tuned in to this episode and I don't know why I did, but she ended up actually talking about how she wanted her episodes to not just be about motivation and inspiration, but she wanted to be able to and feel comfortable to show up when she wasn't in a place to motivate or inspire. And I think that's a really important thing because when we talk about consistency and when we talk about staying consistent on something like a podcast or on YouTube or on Instagram or wherever, we have to remember that we're all humans, right? And if you are expecting your favorite content creator to show up every single week or every single, you know, two days or every single day even and always be positive, always be smiling, always be giving, 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 inspiring you. I'm sorry, but you are asking for too much. Like I'm not like that is a lot to put on someone. That's a lot to put on someone. And I think you know, often we hear people talk about how it's like, oh, social media has given us these like standards of life that are really unrealistic and people are portraying these lives that are perfect and no one's life is perfect perfect, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but on the other hand, it's like when someone shows up and they show you the real raw of them, they show you the bad days, they show you the sucky parts, especially if they're a successful content creator, they've quote unquote made it people often chastise them and be like, well, what do you have to cry about? Why are you sad? What's going on in your life that's so bad that you have to cry, that you're showing up in this way? And so so no wonder these people feel the need to show up so perfectly all the time. Because God forbid they, they actually show you they're a human being and you have people who are so quick to judge, so quick to judge that moment of rawness and realness. Um, so the, ugh, I don't even know where I was going with that, honestly, you guys. But what I'm saying is I, I do want to feel comfortable showing up um, 
showing up and just being able to be myself, right? Showing up and being able to, again, not have to always, again, like feel like I got to come here with like all this inspirational content because sometimes I don't have any inspirational or motivational content. Sometimes I'm like, in order for me to have that break, I have to invite a guest on so someone else can share their motivation and inspiration and be that, that um, carry that light for a second, carry that torch because right now I can't show up in that way. And it's, it, I don't want to have to not or come on here and not share the things that I'm interested in as well that kind of fit into this bucket of creating your best life and into this bucket of wellness and into this bucket of just really interesting things that again I think you guys would be really interested in based on the conversations that we have offline or actually no they're online but they're just like off of this podcast you know what I'm saying so yeah you guys but I'm actually going to dive into this episode because I am kind of running out of time. I decided to obviously jump on this podcast and do this tonight, but I have an interview that I have to prepare for and I actually have some client work to go wrap up because I just got a message and girl, your girl completely forgot about something and literally part of me like had this moment where I was like, oh my God, how am I having an episode where I'm talking about creating a freelance business when I literally forgot this deliverable for a client and now I have to go like try to quickly do this thing and Let's just be honest with you, or let let me be honest with you. It'd be real life. It'd be real life. Y'all remember in school when you had a due assignment or something, and it was like the night before, and somehow you have forgotten about that assignment, but your friend or somebody said something like, girl, you know, we got X, Y, and Z due tomorrow. And you was like, oh, oh shit. Like, ooh. (laughs) And you had to scramble, get your whole life together and really put your all into that assignment because it was due. That's how I'm feeling right now. And we gonna get it done, baby. But, you know, we only got about so much time before this podcast interview. So let me wrap this episode up. You feel me? But I'm not gonna rush though. I'm not gonna rush. But (laughs) I'm just telling y'all the real BTS of what be happening sometimes. But really... Um, when we're talking about freelancing business, um, like I said, I've told the story a couple times now too to you guys that at the start of this year, I was in a contracted full-time position. This was uh it wasn't like a a freelance contract. I wasn't like a 1099, like I they were taking out taxes and stuff still. So technically I was employed by an agency and I was like contracted out to a company. And that ended up kind of falling through it was uh travel company. So travel was hit really hard with COVID. So they had to let go a lot of contractors at the time. And I was unfortunately one of them. But at the time I was working with some freelance clients and I ended up kind of continuing my work with some of them and picking up some new clients along the way. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today, because I've had a couple of you guys come and DM me and say, like, you've been either really inspired by my journey freelancing, or you've um, always thought about freelancing and you kind of want to know where to start, what to do X, Y, and Z. So one of the things I want to say with freelancing is obviously you want to decide on a service, right? But I want you guys to not be afraid to pivot. I think when it comes to freelancing and when it comes to providing service, I would say kind of like niche down as much as possible. I know this is such a cliche thing for people to say, but oftentimes if you are new, it's kind of like you feel like you got to provide all the services to all the people to do all the things. And I've seen this a lot, especially when it comes to virtual assistants who are online. They'll 
be like, okay, I do social media marketing and I can do your data entry and I can do your appointments and I can do your podcast editing and I can do this and I can do that. And I think what that gets you is a place where you're being paid a lower fee because someone's like, okay, you're a virtual assistant. I can get all these amazing services from one person who I can pay a lower rate to. Versus if you were to be like, okay, baby, I'm going to go into social media management, or I'm going to go into video editing specifically, or I'm going to go into podcast editing specifically. You can own that ish. And then once you do own it, you get better and better because now you're kind of like focused on a specific thing. And then once you get better and better at it, like over time, you can raise your prices, like raise your rates. Because again, if you're trying to do all the things, it becomes really hard to be known for something like that. You're just kind of like a general person. It's kind of like if you are going to like the dentist, like, yeah, you'll go to your general dentist for like a cleaning or something like that. But if you're going to get like a specific type of procedure, like you, they refer you to a specialist. They refer you to somebody else to go get like X, Y, and Z done. Like you don't go get your braces done from your regular dentist like you go to an orthodontist and that orthodontist because they're specializing in orthodontry I don't know if that's the word but we gonna run with it okay because they're specializing in that they can charge the big bucks because they're like oh you're coming to me for a specific service and I'm gonna deliver to you on that specific service right so I would say really start with like at the, at the end of the day, I think you guys can start with like general stuff that you're good at and that you want to try out, especially at the beginning with freelancing, just to see like, okay, what, what am I actually liking? Because maybe you think you're like X, Y, and Z task and you don't like it in the end, but start off with like testing things out. And then once you figure out what you're really good at, what you like and what you want to actually continue doing in freelancing, like run with that thing, specialize in that thing and let people know, baby, like I can do this thing really, really well. So another thing I would say at the beginning is to get yourself a good CRM tool. So uh, really awkward that I forget what CRM stands for right now. I think it's like customer relationship manager, manage management tool. Basically what a CRM tool is, is it's a software that allows you to kind of like manage your relationships with your clients. Okay, that's, that's, that we ain't gonna go with the acronym, baby. We gonna go with the DeAndre definition because it's better. Anyways, so one of my favorites is Hello Bonsai. And I'm actually gonna leave my code down below for Hello Bonsai. So if you guys are interested in CRM tools, you can actually click and use my link and get a month free trial of Hello Bonsai. Highly recommend you try it out. So essentially with something like Hello Bonsai, it really helps you to streamline your process. When you're at the beginning and you're getting started, it can be really easy to wanna get like all these tools to do all these different things because you really do need a lot of different things. It's like, okay, your contracts. You might be like, let me sign up for Hello Sign for my contracts. Let me sign up for like, wait, for my invoicing let me sign up for this for my calendar calendly or something like that let me sign up for this for whatever but with a tool like hello bonsai it allows you to almost it's like basically a bunch of tools in one so with hello bonsai basically what you can do is like say you get a client come in you get, you get someone that's like, okay, I'm kind of interested in your packages. Like, what do you offer? Blah, blah, blah. You can have proposals sent to that person. That person can get it. They can see your package offerings. They can see how much it will cost. You can give them custom packages through that proposal. Then once they actually like 
pick the package that they want. Once they're like, yes, love it. Let's go. Let's run with it. They pick their package. Hello Bonsai will automatically send them the contract. So you can already have your contract set up. So once they get their contract, you sign, they sign, then Hello Bonsai can automatically send them their first invoice. So basically this whole process is streamlined. You don't got to be sitting in there like, oh, let me get the Hello sign ready and do all this stuff. It's like proposal goes out. They agree. Bam, bam, bam. Contract is sent. They agree. Bam, bam, bam. Invoice is sent. You get your money. Bam, bam, bam. And now you're off and now you're ready to start your work. And I really like CRM tools because not only in Hello Bonsai can I see like all my clients, can I see my like tasks and stuff like that, but I can also easily see like things like my profits. I can see my expenses. I actually put in like the tracking of my expenses and I've upgraded my Hello Bonsai to include the tax um, portion of it because it basically like will help me to categorize a bunch of stuff. So when tax season comes around, I can actually go ahead and like see like what are my expenses, how much my expenses are. And not just that, but it helps me because like on a monthly basis, I'm able to see how much I typically spend on software versus how much I'm making. So it's that profit and loss, right? Or it's that, um, it's like the revenue, I'm able to see profit, I'm able to see expenses, all in like a really neat flow chart. So I would say as soon as you can, or if you're definitely like sure that you wanna make this a serious thing, get yourself set up on a CRM tool because it's gonna make your life so, so, so much easier once you have that really clean flow with your clients and you're able to manage everyone in one place versus trying to do everything from all over the place. And Hello Bonsai sends out emails and stuff too to these people. So everything gets sent to them by email, but it's through the Hello Bonsai platform. And you can also see when clients have looked at your proposal, signed your proposal, proposal, looked at your contract, signed your contract, looked at your invoice and paid you your money. So it is so dope. And my code will be down in the show notes if you guys want to get a month free of Hello Bonsai. So the next piece I want to say is you guys need to understand them taxes, baby, because listen, listen, the government, baby, he coming. Okay. He like, hey, where my money at? And do not play with that man because he is very serious, okay? He wants his money and he wants it now. So when it comes to taxes, I am not an accountant, obviously, hello. I do have a course or um, a masterclass in my membership, which is like right now doors are closed. It's gonna reopen in February. I know, yeah, it's a whole thing, girl, it's a whole thing. But um, there is a masterclass in there with Harley Raptor. She is a CPA and she actually walks us through Quarterly taxes and mastering quarterly taxes as an entrepreneur. But I'm gonna give you all like the quick lowdown. Basically, y'all gotta pay your taxes. And especially when you're freelancing, because what happens is like when you have a regular job, you, the paycheck that you get, it's like all you, all the taxes has been taken out. So basically you get paid um, money, right? But you usually see on your paycheck, like social security, so why can't I talk? So social security, social security, <laughs> okay? Medicare, all them things is the taxes coming out of your paycheck and you get paid a certain amount. So when tax season comes around, typically a lot of us will get refunds if we're regular employees, because maybe it's that the government has realized they've taken a little bit too much out of your paycheck over the course of the year. And so you get a refund back. When you freelance and you're an entrepreneur, you don't get the taxes taken out. So when I invoice a client, there are no taxes on my money. I just get the straight up money. And so what happens is when tax season comes around and you report your money, you report how much you made, you got to pay taxes on that. 
So typically what a lot of entrepreneurs will do is they will pay quarterly taxes instead of waiting for the end of the year, because I think as an entrepreneur and a freelancer, if you wait till the, the tax season, there's um, possibly a penalty for waiting. But what they'll do is they'll pay quarterly taxes. So every quarter you'll hear entrepreneurs and freelancers talking about their taxes are due. So it's this whole thing of like trying to calculate, you know, how much you got to save because at the end of the day, you got to save money for your taxes. And every single quarter you got to send a check to the IRS to pay your taxes. And so when tax season comes around, you might either owe a little bit or you might get a refund back like some like regular people who work a regular nine to five because maybe you have paid a little bit too much in taxes but the whole point of this is for y'all to understand like y'all are not exempt from taxes get that ish together real quick because girl it is a little bit confusing and it can be a little bit i think overwhelming especially when you go from it kind of being an all done for you sort of thing to all of a sudden now not only are you responsible for filing your taxes but you're also responsible for paying this money to the government for your taxes and it becomes something where you don't want to get yourself in trouble you don't want to get your business in trouble if you're not doing the right thing from the start so even if you decide not to do quarterly at the beginning because i actually have decided not to do quarterly because because I missed the deadline and then I got so panicked and everything. I'm actually going to wait and work with an accountant at the end of, or um, tax season next year and pay the, the penalty, honestly, you guys. But I will say either like work with an accountant to get that stuff set up at the very beginning, maybe work with a bookkeeper to help you kind of organize your books and set up your certain accounts and things like that. And just kind of figure out how you plan to save for taxes because you don't want to be that person where all of a sudden it's like tax season comes around, you owe the government like $5,000 and you have no money saved to pay them because it's not going to be a good look and you do not want that. Okay. Um, another thing I will say for you guys is to start on Upwork or Fiverr. Uh, this is like, they don't have the best rep for a lot of like stuff because I think a lot of people go on those platforms to find people that they can essentially underpay for really good services. They know that there are people on there from certain countries where, uh, American dollars essentially translate to higher funds in those countries. And so they underpay for services and it's kind of, it's kind of messed up. Honestly, guys, but I will say that when you start in a platform like Upwork or Fiverr, it's kind of like the, the same thought process as starting on Etsy when you're e-commerce because they have an entire built-in audience. People come to Upwork and Fiverr or Fiverr, who knows, to find services. And so if you position yourself and if you put your services on there, it's kind of like you're going to a job fair and you're being exposed to the people who are looking for the services that you offer. I will say that on those platforms, people sell themselves by sort of undercutting the market and selling their services at a lower rate. So going on those platforms, you may have to, you may start out with a lower rate. You may start out charging lower. Um, you can always raise your prices and raise your rates as you specialize, like I said, and you sort of get into your niche and you have more experience and things like that. But if you're brand new and you're starting out, you might have to be that person that charges a little bit less so that you can kind of get clients under your belt. But what it does help with is my next point when it comes to building a portfolio. Because you guys, this has been the one thing I think that has been really, really transformative in my particular freelance career and business is having a really good portfolio. I do have uh, really good clients on there and a couple like um, household name clients on, in my portfolio that I think help 
people to see the quality of my work. But at the end of the day, it's not about the names you have on there. It's about the quality of your work. And having a portfolio allows you to showcase your work in a really nice way. Um, it's kind of like having a resume, but making it visual. So I actually have a PDF deck that I'll send people. And depending on the client and what they're asking for, sometimes I send my resume, but I, I typically send my portfolio because these people aren't they're not looking at your resume per se. They want to see the work you've done. And I think your resume just showcases like names and schools and GPAs and things like that. Whereas a portfolio says, okay, here's the actual like thing I have brought to life. Here's how I can do it for your company. Here's how I can do it for your business. So start with a portfolio. If you have literally no clients and you're trying to land your first client and you're like, okay, girl, do I even make a portfolio? Yes, I still make a portfolio, but instead of, you know, doing a real client on there, do a test client. If you are someone you want to get into website design or branding, girl, make up a fake brand. Like make up, like here's one, J'adore. Okay, actually, no, that is a Dior perfume. Do not do that. That might be trademarked. I am not sure. Okay, but make up a fake brand or a fake company and make them a website. Then take that website and put it in your portfolio. You don't have to lie. Put it in like asterisks at the bottom, like italics or something and be like this client, um, word it better than this, like more professional and stuff right now, right? Like, Right now, I don't have more professional words for y'all, but word it in a way like, um, you know, this is a, this is a, <laughs> basically say this is a fake client, but don't say fake client. I literally cannot think of another good way to phrase this right now, but sit with that for a second. I am sure you will find something, girl. I am sure you got this. But basically, you know, you don't have to lie to people and be sneaky about it. Like you can let people know this is, you know, a mock-up client. This is a fake client. Um, this is an example. But at the end of the day, you still did that work. You feel me? So it's not about the actual client. It's about the work that you can do and how you can showcase that. So even if you don't have a actual client yet and you're trying to land that first client, doing something like this, like people love when you go above and beyond. Like every single job that I have landed, I'm that person. I be going above and beyond. I be doing the most. I remember when I went in for a job interview one time, I literally made a whole like book um, doing a SWOT analysis of like the brand and their competitor, like their biggest competitor and giving like just suggestions on how they could change your social, change their marketing strategy, change their content strategy. Uh, and it was like a 12 page book with like SWOT analysis and suggestions and overview and all this stuff. And y'all, like I knew I had the job. I walked in with that book. It was, I had it printed at Staples. It was bound. It was laminated. I literally walked in. I put that down in front. Of, I had like, it was like a long interview. It was like a four hour interview with like multiple different people coming in and out. I like gave them that. And I knew I had the job. And baby, I had that job. It was in the bag. Okay. And, and I got the salary I wanted because I was like, y'all saw me. Y'all saw what I could do. Right. So it's that same energy. Bring that to it. Bring that to the potential client. And I feel like Y'all know, like, when you just know you just did good, like, if you have a portfolio and it looks so good and you showcase your work in a beautiful way, like, when you present that to a potential client, like, you really know you got that. Like, no, nobody can tell you different, okay? So, you guys, um... Those are my tips. Those are my tips for starting a freelance business, for manifesting, creating that freelance business. 
I will say another thing I love to do is just to show up and serve clients well. I know I mentioned that little story about how I need to go and do something because I completely fudged on a, a due date for a deliverable. We're all human. I think, you know, one of the things is when you're juggling a lot that it can be easy to kind of forget dates. And so part of the whole, you know, serving your clients really well is keeping up with your own organization. And I have been so all over the place not that i haven't been organized but i've just been really kind of overwhelmed a little bit with a lot of stuff i'm juggling and so that's sort of been on me though to figure out how to best prioritize how to fit and rest how to really serve myself while i also serve my clients well because it can't be this uh seesaw effect where i serve them really well but myself is left in the dust or i serve myself really well and they're left in the dust and so the last tip I guess I would give is to, again, serve your clients well, but really understand how you can do that without sort of like jeopardizing yourself and without leaving yourself in the dust. Because at the end of the day, if you're not there, if you're not like at your best, if your cup is not full, as they say, you can't show up and serve those clients well. You can't do that good work that you promised because your mind, your body, your spirit is going to be somewhere else. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit different, but like I said, I've had conversations with several of you guys who have wanted to start a freelance business, especially given the current climate. You're wanting to create more streams of income. You're wanting to diversify your funds. And I feel you, I see you, I hear you. And I really hope this episode was super, super helpful in you starting that journey for your freelance business. And I'm sending a lots of love and lots of luck to all of you. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode and I will chat with you all next week. Bye, my love. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali